Hello, and welcome to Play DNA. I'm your host, Damon, and I'm here with... Cassandra. And Sarah. And we're going to talk about games, I think. We are. So let's talk about games that we have played in the past, and we played again. Uh, we played another game of Paleo, um, which is still just really fun. This was the hardest scenario that we have done thus far. Uh, we played it five times before we were able to succeed. Wow. Yeah. And the other one the other ones, there were a couple that we had to play twice. Um, but this one, yeah, it was it was intense. <laughs> we had to play it a bunch of times. But the kind of fun thing about it is that you do gain just like with time stories or something like that, you gain knowledge as you do the scenario. And that knowledge helps you next time you play the scenario. Um, so that's what happened here. The only reason we were able to finally beat it is because we kind of, we knew what was coming up. We knew what was the most important to get. And we were able to kind of aim towards those things, which is kind of fun. It's like, um, and because you're playing cavemen, it's kind of like, oh, generational knowledge. Like the people before you said, don't do this, you know, or be careful when you're fighting this wolf or whatever it is. <laughs> so it's, it's thematic too. Um, but I'm, yeah, it's still a really great game. Well, you guys purchased a copy of this for me and I've been wanting to play, but we haven't had a lot of time lately. So I'm really excited to try it whenever I get the chance. Um, mm -hmm. but we played Calico again, that kitty game, because I like it a Love lot. Love Calico. And it's easy to remember the rules. And then we also played, uh, Fugitive again, which is just as pleasant. Oh, I love Fugitive. Yeah. So that's a fun one. So we played those two, um, again, so... Fugitive is still the best two-player game. It's really fun. Ever, I think. I love it. Yeah. Those are the only things that we had played previously. Yeah. We played Lovecraft Letter. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, this is like a love, love letter, love, but just... Love Letter is great. Uh -huh. I don't like Love Letter Batman, Love Letter... Where, I mean, Love Letter Adventure Time, Love Letter... Letter Letter, <laughs> Love Love Letter, or Love Letter uh, 2. <laughs> Uh, I'm in a love letter, and each sequel to Love Letter, of which there are now at least 400, uh, <laughs> feels it like feels it feels just kind of like a tacked on weird expansion that doesn't really do anything. Uh, Lovecraft Letter is no different. Adds the same madness mechanics you've seen millions of times in 150 different Love Letter Lovecraft games, which is just uh, essentially a random chance to die at any given time based on a random chance encounter with whatever hand you've drawn, uh, which if you've ever played Love Letter, you know is random. So yeah, if you wanted Lovecraft, loved letter, but with more randomness, uh, Lovecraft letter is your jam. Yeah, it's true. That's the only thing it adds is it adds a component where you can go mad. And if you go mad, you basically roll a dice to see if you can keep playing or not. <laughs> and there's a 50% chance you just have to stop playing. Oh, gosh. Not not a great <sighs> poor design choice, I think. Well, I played a game called Tinder Blocks. It's basically like mini Jenga. So you have these little cards and they have fire on them. Well, wood that's representing the fire. And then you draw cards and the cards tell you which pieces of either little tiny blocks or more wood you have to put onto the fire, but you must do it with these tweezers. So they give you this little tiny set of tweezers and you're basically building this fire up. So if you that sounds cute. It's very sounds cute. very Japanese. Yeah. 
if at any point you're the one who causes the fire to tumble or you drop a block and it doesn't get on the fire, then you lose the game. So basically it is mini Jenga. It's It takes about five minutes to play and it's <laughs> super simple. But it is very cute. And the way the tweezers are designed is very clever because a lot of people were trying to pick them up like the long way, like this way. But the tweezers don't allow that. You have to pick like if so if you're stacking like two or three blocks of wood like the cart is telling you to do and placing them on the fire you have to pick them up sideways and the tweezers aren't that easy to grip that much so sometimes you'll be trying to put the wood on the fire and the tweezers kind of slip and then the the wood will fall and stuff so it adds kind of an element of fun to the game so mini jenga if you like jenga but want it miniaturized like giant jenga but just the opposite way get tinder blocks yeah do you know the publisher offhand no, maybe we could look it up really quick. Hold on. Why do we need to know? I just want to know if it's the same people who made Tokyo Highway, that Japanese company that made Tokyo Highway and Moon Moon Base. Alley Cat Games. Oh, Alley okay. Cat Games makes this game, and I got no, it that's for. That's not what I was expecting. I think it's only ten bucks on Amazon. So nice. Yeah, played a kind of terrible word game called Word Smithery. <laughs> Wordsmithry, if you have played Balderdash, Wordsmithry is one-fourth of Balderdash. Uh, It just takes the game of take a word that people might not know or unlikely to know, and then basically you, you read a list of possible definitions, and there's only one true one, and then there are a bunch of false ones. And you're trying to guess which one is the correct definition for the word. I would say the cool thing about it is that it does have a kid side and an adult side. Um, the kid side are words that I, I would hope mo- most adults know, <laughs> but it's a good way to to maybe help your kids learn. The, the adult ones are a mixed bag. Like some of them are just too easy. You know what they're going to mean. Uh, and some of them are very, very hard, which is the point. Um, the hard ones are fun, but this game has been done before better. And uh, it also had a funny aspect that we didn't really like, which is you you have to guess the game's version of the answer. So if a word means several different things, the game only wants the answer that it has on its card. So, for example, you use the word elliptical. And elliptical has a lot of different meanings. Like it's, it's a, Damon was like, oh, it's a shape. It's like, oh, yes, it is a shape. Oh, it's an exercise machine. It's an exercise machine. Yes, it is an exercise machine. But neither of those were the correct answer. What's the correct answer? (laughs) It was, gosh, now it's hard to even remember what it was. It was something none of us had ever heard. Do you remember? Nope. (sighs) What was it? It was, it was some kind of, it was a way of speaking or a way of writing. I can't, I cannot remember. But it was something none of us had ever heard before. And it's like, well, yeah, I guess we learned a new thing about the word elliptical. But it's also kind of funny that um, the only right answer, the one you'll get points for is is what's written on the card. You, you're not going to get points for knowing other definitions of that That's word. That's odd. <laughs> yeah. So um, I would not recommend this game unless you have kids and you want to do the kids version as kind of an educational way to increase your kids' vocabulary. We also played the movie movie game, an absolutely <laughs> terrible game. Uh, Is it really about called guessing... the movie movie game? 
It is really yes. called the movie movie game. It's about guessing movie titles. I found out about halfway through that this is a game based on a podcast or a YouTube channel uh, in which occasionally they will do this tiny game where they say two roundabout ways to try and describe a movie and then you have to guess the titles and then smash those titles together. Uh, you would think they would smash the titles together into some kind of pun or joke or something. That is not the case. You just have to take the two titles and lay them on top of each other. So it's really just guess the title of a movie based on the description of that movie. We played this rough. in the car, so maybe I've already played it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not... I After we played it, I decided that it would be really fun as a silly game that you just kind of make up on the spot and people are... Well, so there is there is a game that can be... I don't know if this is a board game or anything. Uh. Maybe we should translate it. But there is a game that people play on things like Reddit where you guess a movie title based on the worst possible description of that film. Just try and describe a movie in the least effective way possible, but most accurate way possible, and then somebody guesses the title of that movie. That is a fun game because you're trying... There's a, a an objective and a difficulty... This is literally just a description of the film, name the film. Yeah, so I'll give you some examples. We can play the game literally right now. So Sarah, see if you can figure these out. Uh, so this is what the card says. It says, after teleporting themselves to an alien world, a quadsum of scientists explore their newfound powers while awkwardly running into each other at multiple nuptial events and a singular burial. So that has two movie summaries in it and you have to figure out what the two movies are and then smash them together like the fantastic four weddings and a funeral exactly you, you did found it. it you, you solved did it. it exactly the game they have on jeopardy it's called before and after and it's my favorite category oh really yeah they, well it, then it's exactly like that but they, oh it only wow, happens you're... every once in a while in jeopardy but it's my favorite category Wow, well, maybe you'd be really good at this then. I Let love it already. Another... Well, <laughs> any, oh anyone who has seen films should be very good at this. It's just like, okay, so here's another one. Uh, three covert agents from a sexy spy agency use their elite skills and feminine wiles to convince heavenly spirits to help a struggling baseball team win the pennant. Charlie's Angels in the Outfield. That one was exactly. Good. You <laughs> You're really good at this game. You have also seen <laughs> movies. I also just really like you... before and after. So I spent like a whole month one time just like <laughs> like going through every before and after category they've ever had on Jeopardy to try to figure out the answers. So wow. Well, then maybe you would really like this game. <laughs> I I don't understand the point because Damon is right. It's just guessing two movie titles because I don't I don't feel like the the way that they smash them together is really clever. But they the, just do it. Yeah, if you like the before and after category on Jeopardy, though, I'm sure you'd love this <laughs> game because I'm obsessed with that category and I've never seen a game <laughs> with actual answers like that. So, Well, then there you go. This game is for you. The movie movie game. They also have other ones like the book movie game or like they have they have a few other games that smash other kinds of things together. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah, I think I like it because it's combining two different things and makes your brain think a different way. It, I don't know. That's why I like the before <laughs> and after category in general. But uh -huh. anyway, I played another game called Pakal, and this is a sliding puzzle game. It's themed in the jungle. Have you played this before? No. Yes, you have. Pakal? Tikal, you've played several times. Oh, Tikal. No, I it's called Pakal. P-A-K-A-L. Yeah, I don't know Pakal. Well, maybe not. 
So Pakal requires an app, so each person gets a different color. So <laughs> obviously, like everything, but they, uh, you're trying to trek your way through the jungle to get to the treasure first, but you're using a slide puzzle. So each person gets an individual board in front of them and it's missing exactly one piece. And it's just like a regular slide puzzle you'd have as a kid where you're trying to make those pictures. But instead of making the picture, you're trying to cover up images that aren't shown. So you'll flip over this card and say it has the alligator symbol, like the treasure symbol and the bug. So you're supposed to slide your pieces around um, the sliding puzzle so that only those three objects are showing. And it's a speed-based puzzle game. So whoever does that fastest gets to choose um, essentially a piece from the center of the table. If that piece at the end of the round is not showing on... I don't know how to explain this. If the if the piece you grab from the center is not showing one of the symbols that you use to solve the puzzle, your piece gets to move forward that many spaces on the board to the next face showing or the next lizard showing or whatever. But the problem with the game is that we found it's very luck-based because of this one mechanic. So even if Bo solved the puzzle before me and he grabbed a piece off the table, it would sometimes be the same symbol that was already showing in the puzzle that we were doing and the game doesn't allow you to move forward at that point. And so mm. it was too luck based so halfway through the game we just said like if you solved it first you get to move to the next symbol that's on the board you know at least so you're not losing a whole turn if you solve the puzzle you're not just not moving um i found the game quite frustrating not the puzzle aspect solving part of it but i didn't like the luck of the game and i don't know i just I don't feel like there's a lot of replayability because there's only, they only give you like six boards total that you could circle through. So eventually, if you played the game a lot and you were trying to look for certain symbols, I figure you could just memorize where they were and slide to them very quickly. And I don't know, it just doesn't seem that challenging in future plays. But I don't know. I like the music and I like the theming. <laughs> And I think it was really clever that they created a slide puzzle. I just think that it could be a better game. And just by Bo and I solving that one aspect of luck, like the game was like 100% better. And I don't know who play tested this game, but I don't understand how they could play test it and think, oh, well, this person solved the puzzle fastest. Let's let them not move at all. That just is really frustrating. To, it's not rewarding. Mm. It's not a reward based system. And I think that's part of the problem with the game. So, How many images are there? There's like, I want to say there's seven seven images okay. that you can slide around and the game gets progressively harder so if you're in the lead there's what damon doesn't like which is a catch-up mechanism so if you're winning you put more clear pieces in your slide puzzle so it's harder to cover up different symbols because you have to cover them up with actual solid pieces not the clear ones so uh, but that just makes the game more frustrating too and i don't know i wouldn't highly recommend this game but <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> I mean, I like that. I if I saw it, I would be very intrigued. I would want to play it, just because that that sounds that's kind of fun. But it, it sounds like one of those games where if your brain doesn't work that way, puzzle wise, you would get extremely frustrated. <laughs> yeah, it's if frustrating. your brain doesn't work, don't play this game. No, if your brain doesn't work that specific way, <laughs> speed puzzle slide. If you don't like slide puzzles, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
The only other thing we played was we played uh, another subscription-based escape room, which is called The Scarlet Letter. Or, I'm not The Scarlet Letter. That's a great book. But uh, The Scarlet (laughs) Envelope. (laughs) Scarlet Letter. I love that book. Um, The Scarlet Envelope. I would not recommend. I don't really have much to say about it other than I didn't like the way things were clued. There was one... There's one puzzle that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool and I haven't seen before, but I don't think it's well clued. Um, the components are just pieces of paper and the cost is like $20 a month and it's just an envelope. So Who manufactures it? Who produces it? They're Canadian. Um, that's all I know. All The government of Canada has been <laughs> producing this. I think it's just called the Scarlet Envelope. Um, that's the name of the company. So um, it's not like a big, it's not, this is all they make as far as I know. Mm. It's the funniest thing about it is it came with a soundtrack. And so I was like, oh, let's see what this soundtrack is. And I turned it on and it was like really intense, dramatic music. And it's, it's just a silly puzzle game. And so it's like, boy, they really did not match the mood very well with this game. I kept it on because I just wanted to know like what they thought the mood would be while playing the game. And it's like, oh, you guys are way off. <laughs> but I feel like we we solved it in like 30 minutes. And uh, that, that just seems like not enough for, for the price that they're asking for it. If you are an escape room addict and you want new stuff to do all the time then sure um otherwise steer clear <laughs> hmm. yeah i gotten so many games i got a couple games for my birthday and i really wanted to try like we went to this game store near my dad's house and he bought me heat pedal to the metal and this is a game i have not been able to find because they're not printing it right now and i don't know when the next print mm. is but for some reason they had this one obscure copy there and I've seen it going on Board Game Geek for 180, 190 bucks, and holy moly, we got it for fifty at the board game store by my dad's house, and I was like, I think this is a pretty good deal. So he paid for it for my birthday, but I've been really dying to play it, and like, I just cannot get friends together. No one's free to to race cars with me, unfortunately. <laughs> Aww. You need more car racing enthusiast friends. <laughs> I don't know. Well, everyone likes Formula D, so I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just really want to play it so fun anyway. oh well, those are two great things to look forward to that game and paleo oh i, I still want to play paleo too <laughs> oh and then glenn got me another card game it's called fast and i think it's a movie adaptation of fast and the furious the board game what it's literally okay. called fast and the furious the board game are you really into I'm, I, wait you are really into fast and the furious right i'd be very surprised if you weren't i like movies but it's not my favorite film i've ever seen it's so I'm, a, I'm actually kind of kind surprised. Of it seems love. like it's the perfect movie for you. It's nonstop action. The dialogue is total nonsense. The, but also it's like wholesome. Yeah, it's true. It's also very family oriented. <laughs> yeah, very During family. the race to space. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's All right, okay. but anyway, you like the board game version. <laughs> I have to play the board game version. I have so many games I want to play and none of my friends are free. Why don't they get like more available for me? Just play with us. We've got a free day today. Yeah, but we can't play Heat Pedal to the Metal. I tried that last time, and there needs to be at least five, you said. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We need that's more not going to work that. out. Just but. like Formula D. In fact, it's probably the same game. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Great. Uh, as usual, you can find a list of all the games that we talked about in the podcast notes. 
uh, or on our website, which is playdnapodcast.com. Uh, and I believe next time we record, it's going to be after Damon and I go to PAX East, uh, which is very exciting. Uh, PAX East is in Boston, and it is a video game convention, but their tabletop portion has been growing in size. So we are excited to see what's going on there. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> don't you have friends who live there too? Are you staying with them or something? I don't I wish. Yeah, no, we don't know anybody in Boston, unfortunately. Uh, but, okay. uh, I am looking forward to going because I've only been there once and I have very fond memories. Oh, but, cool. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. That's all we got today. So as always, play safe, play often. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.